Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of Quick Bliss. I'm Sheena Quick, joined by my co-host, Vashti Hurt. Guys, this is episode 12, Vashti. We cooking, man. We rolling. We are rolling, and the season is going by fast. Three months in, and it's been good, though. It's been good. It's been great. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Those of you that have not already, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can just go to the riotreport.com slash quick dash blitz. And you can find all of the episodes there. Make sure you guys are sharing, subscribing, and interacting. We love the interaction. from. That's you what I was going to say. We love the feedback. We appreciate everybody because you guys have been mad supportive. So thank you for that. Absolutely. We're already at week seven, Vashti. What, what were your takes on week six? Week six. Uh, Eddie Bridgewater did not look very good week six i mean off nice rip way, off rip i mean the first three plays you had mike davis up the middle for negative one yard you had bridgewater sacked for negative eight yards then a pass that was uh intercepted and taken to the carolina seven so then of course three plays later the um the the bears are on the on the um on the on the clock and three minutes and that that changes the whole tide of the game absolutely absolutely the offense that everybody was getting so excited about in the last couple of weeks with dj moore and robbie anderson and and mike davis they they kind of hit a wall Okay, but do do you think we fell for the okie doke or is or is like that or is that last Sunday against the Bears more the exception than the norm? Because coming into the game, the Panthers were ranked with the eighth or sixth. They were top 10 offense, top 10 offense. So did we fall for the okie doke or are the Panthers legit? I don't think we fell for the okie doke. I think that anything that the Panthers accomplished this season um, people will see it as an overachievement just because of how poorly ranked they were coming into the season. Nobody expected them to do much. The expectations were were basement level. And, um, you know, it had been a long time since the Panthers won. And I think I don't think fans got ahead of themselves. I think they were just enjoying the moment. But I do not think that um that it was a fluke that they were in the top 10 of offenses. I think that they have all the weapons that are necessary, but then you have these things like nagging injuries, you know, um, and, and also contributing to that top 10 status coming into that game. The offensive line was playing well. They hadn't allowed a sack in two weeks until last Sunday. On the contrary, week six, I mean, Teddy, Teddy had a, had one where he tripped over his own feet. I'm I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, he was sacked four times two interceptions, no touchdowns. Like he, there were miscues with, with receivers. Uh, he missed DJ Moore. He missed Anderson a couple of times. Uh, uh, yeah. Anderson a couple of times. Like, what did you think of Teddy Bridgewater? Honestly, I saw Teddy under duress for the, for the most that I've seen him in this season. I don't know what wasn't clicking for him, but, um, there were a couple of, of throws that DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson saved him on that were poorly thrown balls. There were, there was at least one that would have definitely been a touchdown. Um, 
if he had led DJ Moore in stride, there was, well, I'm sorry, at least in another one that would have been a touchdown. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson yeah. in stride. They were wide open with nothing but field and end zone in front of them. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back next week. Not only is this a divisional rival, this is the team that, you know, he stepped in last season, filled in for Drew Brees and earned himself this starting job with the Panthers. Well, you know, after, after the game, Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater basically said they were out of sync. And that's really a nice way of saying that we didn't play well. Um, I would have, Teddy, to me, the offense begins and ends with Teddy Bridgewater. Absolutely. And the tone was set as far as his play. Yeah, he got sacked a couple of times. Honestly, I think two of those sacks were on the offensive line and the other two were where we're on him one he tripped and then the other one uh he had ample time and I don't remember specifically what quarter that was in but he had time to get rid of that ball and and he and he didn't so you know Teddy just I mean the the hope is that last week was just an anomaly yeah an anomaly an outlier like this is not who Teddy is going to be this week against the Saints will tell us a lot it will definitely tell us a lot also trade deadlines are looming trade deadlines. who got the the most slander on sunday to hear whitehead got the most slander (laughs) that i saw you know and that is fans are slandering to hear Whitehead, And, and that did not stop on sunday they're still talking about him every day you know, there there are people wondering, and I saw Joe Person tweeted that um, the Panthers are hoping to possibly shop Whitehead and Stephen Weatherly, but they're not hoping. I mean, the expectations aren't high as far as what they can get for those two players. Did you see Brian Burns's brother tweeting brother? about Stephen Weatherly? Let's talk about that real quick because we weren't going to talk about this. Do you think that's good look or bad look that his brother is 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 tweeting about Stephen Weatherly? I think it always puts the player in a peculiar position when they do have family members that are outspoken. That's not to say that, you know, those just because their family member is a part of the team that they don't get to have an opinion, Mm -hmm. but you are held to a different standard as far as publicly voicing those opinions. Now, I don't know how that's affecting the locker room because just think about it, you know, (laughs) you're Stephen Weatherly, like, we don't know how the lockers are situated anymore, but like, let's say Brian Burns' locker is next to you and you, you're seeing his brother just really I mean, but you, on Twitter. You can't, you, can't, you can't come at that man over something that his brother said. Like, no, you, you really can't. can't. You can't. It just, it just make, it can make for an awkward situation. I but agree with this, that. At this point, though, in their career, like, I'm pretty sure with the advent of Twitter and people having so much access to say whatever they want to say and the players actually seeing them say those things. I think that you have to have, have tough skin to a degree. You you, you have do to- have to have tough skin. And I'm trying to find the exact tweet, uh, that, uh, Stanley McClover McClover (laughs) is is Brian Burns' brother. And um, he actually was drafted by the Panthers and played ball professionally himself. So this isn't just coming from, you know, somebody who who has no insight into the game. This, to me, is a legit opinion. Um, 
it just like you said it makes it kind of awkward that you know that (laughs) that the brother said that he said something about oh number 91 has five tackles in six games no sacks who i need a drink lord well i wonder what kind of drink he took I don't even know if he had a drink, but it's I'm going with listen, brown liquor. If y'all de- listen, definitely brown. Absolutely. They're from Florida, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely I, de- absolutely. There's nothing white uh, in that household. But, you know, I, it, it's tough because I, I would if I were Brian Burns, I would be like, bro, like chill just a little bit. Like I, I. I like the way that he's active and he's very, if you don't follow him, it's S McClover Jr. on Twitter. And he is extremely active. Of course, he loves his brother and he is a homer for his brother, which is expected. But he does like, he tweets about the Panthers in the game games and basically what he sees um, from it, from a, from a fan's perspective, from a brother's perspective and also from a former football player's perspective. So you have to respect it to some extent, but if I were him, I'd be like, okay, bro, you can tweet this, but don't call out the players specifically. Like, right. I might've said, man, it's a dude on the Panthers who has five tackles and six games and no sacks. Now, if you want to go and do the research, you can, I'm going to put it out there, but I'm not going to say number 91. Well, you know, Panthers Twitter, um, they will do the research. Well, let them do, let them do the research. Let (laughs) them do the research. research But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. And some people, you know, somebody said that, um, you know, calling him out can't be good for, you know, the locker room. And he was like, I can't say anything about the game you know i can't say what i see these are the facts so i get it but um who's been worse to hear whitehead or stephen weatherly that sounds like a poll question to me oh yes we're gonna put that out there guys poll question and i panthers nation will have a very strong opinion about this one i think i know who that based on the slander that we've seen i'm thinking it's to hear whitehead Look, it is strong, okay? That slander is strong. I want to say, I'm trying to compare the, the Tahir slander to someone last year, and I would have to say it's, um, God, it was an offensive lineman. They were, they were lighting him up last season. Oh, the name is on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot think of it. I, I can't I can't help you out. I don't know who you're talking you about. Oh, they, it was bad. It was bad. Panthers culture. I, I saw you tweet this guy's name earlier today and you, you went for him all last season. Um, much like to hear Whitehead this year, he was like, you know, I, I hate to, 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 you know, pick on one player, but it is what it is type thing. So make sure you guys are um, weighing in, giving us your opinion. Who do you think has been the most slandered so far between Stephen Weatherly and to hear Whitehead and, Going into last week's game, the Panthers were under the intensive protocol, the intensive COVID protocol, which some could argue that they lost a day or two of practice due to that, which could have been, you know, a reason for the rustiness. We we don't know because you're expected to be a pro day in and day out. Mm-hmm. But 
COVID has affected the Panthers again this week. They had to shut down facilities on Monday and Tuesday after an unconfirmed positive COVID test result. And just today, we learned that Joey Sly and offensive tackle Trent Scott have been placed on the COVID reserve list. But Coach Matt Rule is not ruling out the possibility that they can play on Sunday. If you are the Saints, Vasha, how do you feel about that? I mean, listen, the NFL has proven that they're going to go. They're not going to let anything stop this train, okay? You could be on the tracks and you going to get run over. So, you know, this, I think these guys obviously want to play ball because if they were concerned about it, they would have opted out of the season. Correct. We didn't see many guys opt out of the season. There were a few, but not a, not a significant amount. So I think that, you know, the saints may be cognizant of it, but they don't care. I mean, it is what it is. If I get it, you know, I think that I think that they consider that is a risk that they're willing to take. And just based on what the information we have now, I can understand that most people recover from it. It's like a virus. It is not the flu. It is much more severe than the flu. My concern is we don't know what the long term effects of this virus uh, will be right now. I would be concerned about that. And the thing is, you know, what we're seeing as a bone of contention, let's say that the game Sunday were not to be played or that the Saints didn't want to play. If they chose to not play the game, they would forfeit and not be paid for the week because there's four Panthers players on COVID reserve. So they have to figure something out. I know that um, the reports came out this week that the Tennessee Titans will be fined um that amount has not been disclosed there will be no individual sanctions it'll be a um organization penalty if uh, but, I, I i'm not i'm not if if you find if you're going to find the titans you find them already okay yeah, to it's me, been, it's been, it's been they've already played what two games three games since since everything happened i think it's been i think it's been two but they threw the the schedule into disarray. That's what I'm saying. You adjust the whole schedule for them. Mm-hmm. To me, how do you penalize a team? You make them forfeit. Yeah, and they're undefeated. That has to be said. They're, they're undefeated. undefeated. Right you make them forfeit a game. You threw the whole league in disarray. Then you have um, Lawan out here being tacky. And we talked about this. Like, there are no consequences. And then you have... I just I'm, I'm curious what the contact tracing is for the league. I don't even know if there is any contact tracing, but, you know, for most of us, if I've been around somebody who has COVID, I have to I have to for 14, days. For 14 days. Now, well, I'm not getting tested as often as they do in the league, but sometimes there's an incubation period and you don't know, you know, if you are spreading it or if you even have it. Well, from what I've seen and and just been able to look at, because guys, to be fair, we are not 100% clear on how this COVID and the testing and the results and how any of that stuff is handled. We have not gotten a clear, straight answer. And I don't think that the coaches really know either. I think this is definitely a play by ear type thing, or at least that's what we're being told. And, um, 
I looked into it after Cam came back before 14 days after Stefan Gilmore was set to come mm-hmm. back before 14 days. And it looks as though since they're being tested daily, if you have five consecutive days of negative tests, you're able to come back. And that's why there's a possibility that Joey Sly could be active for Sunday because his test was theoretically on Monday. Okay. What they're saying. So I had, cause right. I, I just didn't understand it. I had to go and look. Well, that's information for me because I was always curious about that contact tracing, right, and why it wasn't a 14-day period. And of course, they have access to doctors and medical professionals that we don't have access to. So if that, if it's working, but the question is, is it working? Like, you know, you had one guy, uh, I forget his name, I just written a piece about it. He tested positive. And then now you have three offensive linemen who have tested positive after that one offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, you yeah. have five, that's considered a cluster, right? I would, I think so. Yeah. So there are four, but the Panthers practice today is business as usual. So I guess they're going to go on with, with, with things and, Moving on to the Saints. I mean, week seven, they play the Saints, NFC South. They'll be heading down to New Orleans. Everybody is talking about Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady returning to the Superdome. Is it a big deal? I don't think it's a big deal. And I mean, we get this almost every week when a player is facing a former team. Um they've told us out of their mouths. We we were told, you know, last season, Ron Rivera was like, I just, I just think it's more of a media thing. It's more of a fan thing to so the guys. It's just another game. Um, we had, there's a lot of talk about the saints being the Panthers rival. Oh, and please. at this point, I just think that all the NFC South teams are rivals. Right. If they're in your division, it's a rivalry. I mean, that's from a Panther standpoint, like other teams outside of the NFC South may be different, but from right. a Panther standpoint, and from my opinion, I feel like, the NFC South divisional opponents are rivals. Yeah, I think, well, for me, to me, just because of recent history, I don't know if people really consider Tampa a rivalry, but I think Atlanta and And New Orleans get the same amount of hate. Love, yeah. hate, you know what I mean? So yeah. there, you, there is w- not one distinctive rivalry, rival for the Panthers. It's just no. they never really have had one. I think the closest thing they had was maybe Atlanta in the early 2000s when they when really went back and forth yeah. and was a competitive, um, a, a competitive uh, matchup. But since then, it, it really hasn't been that way. You have one team that's rolling and then the others that may be, you know, regular. I, I just don't, you know, I, I, I get that that might be the story that they push. But, right. I mean, these guys in the locker room, they don't care anything about rivalry. Like, this isn't college. It's different. It is different. And I know Teddy's going back to New Orleans, and so is Joe Brady. But... Like Stephen A. Smith said, we don't care. We don't care. Now, what we do care about is the fact that when it comes to the Saints and the Panthers, they have their 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 history of petty now. They they have their history of petty from Cam Jordan sending Cam Newton those that broom. Cam Jordan is the king of petty. That's and where that the petty one. comes from. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan is the petty one. 
Well, it doesn't stop. He, in, he initiates the petty. He I does. think he, he is does. the one that initiates the petty. I think, you know, that yeah, with the broom thing. And I think that there might have been a little the little bit there. But, you know, Cam, that, these are players. You had Cam, you had Luke, you had um, Thomas you had Khalil at, until recently. You had Olsen. Like, these are guys who played the, played at Carolina for years. So there's, there's a different there. familiarity yeah. with the Saints. And then you play Absolutely. against the same guys. Like, that's when it is. Now, if you want to talk about a rivalry, quote, That's unquote, when it gets a little heated. That's, that's when, when it's different. Because yeah. you see these same people. You talking same trash. You see them twice a year for, what, eight, nine years. Like, you're used yeah. to these guys now. But this year, you have a totally different Panthers team. They ha- they barely know where trade and Tryon is, let alone <laughs> care about what type of rivalry with the Saints. They just not have not put enough time right. into the like into into this into this culture for them to understand it. And so, no, right now, no. Now, if these you know Derek Brown is around for a while, Jeremy Chin is around for a while, and, and we they can talk get, about it, then we can talk about it. About four years, then we can talk. Um, they've seen them now what eight times. Yeah, man, bump the Saints. I don't like them dudes. That's when you get that Cam Jordan energy. But right now, these dudes don't care about rivalry. <laughs> what rivalry? So what was funny, though, V, is that we had the head coach, um, Sean Payton, on a call earlier today. Uh, he is petty. Okay. Very. So Sean he Payton, petty, petty. He was asked about blocking the Panthers from interviewing O-line coach Brendan Nugent. His response was, we sent out a fax that said no. Boom. And Boom. Okay. That's when it. he said that, that's you should have said, I was like. You could have heard a pin drop on that line. Listen, <laughs> at that time, you, 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 when you said, I, I sent a fax that said, a fax that went out and said no, you cut the tape and you dropped Juvie 400 degrees at that point. Like, <laughs> it's a wrap. Like, no order like that's it okay like that is the type of energy that i am here for like i was like oh okay sean sean took a subtle shot a little later in the conversation also um he was asked how much of the panthers playbook is actually the saints and he was like well no that's carolina's offense and he goes is iphone and it's android that little so, line there i heard it and i was like i said oh sp he he basically he did allude to the fact that he sees some similarities but he, he tried was, to bring it back though he tried to bring he it back tried, he, goes, he definitely you know, tried to bring it back yeah he was um like, this terminology and communication i'm like nah too late you said it <laughs> listen Sean Payton, I, you know, I don't know if he's this offensive genius, but he is very cunning and very, uh, uh, very, uh, thoughtful and, and crafty. He's a crafty son of a gun. And so, um, you know, when he said we, we sent a fax that said, no, boy, it just got quiet. Boy. 
It got completely silent. Listen. All right. Offense. We talked about the Panthers. They had the top 10 offense last week. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they're going into week seven as the top receiving duo in the NFL. Are the Saints getting Michael Thomas back this week? I think so. I think so, yeah. He did not play last week because of a, a team disciplinary issue, I believe. But I do think he's coming back this week. Yeah, division game. I'm sure they'll have him back this week. Um, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, are, are they legit? Oh, absolutely. I've said for a long time that DJ Moore can, has the ability to be good in this league for a very long time. And when they and you got to think about it, this is through, you know, six games and all those, those misfires last week. They have they have the most receiving yards on the least number amount of receptions, so they're getting some chunk yardage. A lot of those are um, yak yarded yards, but they're yards nonetheless. But can they eat against the Saints? I think they can. This is not as dominant of a New Orleans Saints defense as we have seen in recent years. The Saints defense is eighth, and to- they're eighth in total yards per game they're sixth in rushing yards per game they're fourth in rushing yards per attempt 19th in passing yards this is where it gets shaky uh 14th in sacks 26th in third down efficiency and 24th in points allowed per game so with those if we're going based on those numbers if you're a fantasy owner you might not want to play mike davis but you may want to play Robbie Anderson or DJ DJ Moore. Moore. And talking about that, let's talk, let's talk about the saints offense. They're fifth in third down efficiency, but the Panthers defense is near the bottom when it comes to um, defending third down efficiency. So that's an area that we're definitely going to keep an eye on this Sunday. Um, The Panthers are still struggling to get to the quarterback. They're next to last in sacks and the saints are tied for 14th. I mean, the defense is is gonna be tough because you have no Justin Burr, so you're gonna have a rookie um, Sam Franklin. I think mm-hmm. Sam Franklin who'll be getting a lot of burn, and then Kenny Anderson. Also, they moved. Uh, Lord, that man name is not Kenny Anderson. Kenny Robinson. <laughs> and I had the audacity to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson. They moved up from the practice squad, so. Uh, already young defense gets even younger. Um, but, you know, I I think there's not going to be any middle road. Either Sean Payton and Drew Brees drop in 45 on the Panthers or the Panthers are going to find a way to slow them down. It won't be like, oh, you know, it won't be like a game where they score 21 points. It's either, it's either 17 or... 45 to me right to me I think you're right I think you're right we could see you know there was a very staunch defensive game last season when the Saints came to Carolina so we'll see it's going to be interesting nonetheless it's going to help us to further identify this Panther squad everybody always talks about you know there's a new coaching staff there's a new team and what's the identity what's the identity I think that we're week seven 
NFC South, you're going down to the Superdome. Not nearly as loud as it normally is. They will have fans there for the first time this season. Only I about bet it's going to be cold, though. Gosh, it's cold 3, in the 000, Superdome. But this is freezing in the Superdome. Freezing in the Superdome. But this is where we find out, you know, who, who the Panthers are. Well, I don't honestly, with all of the injuries, um, with the COVID issues, I don't expect with with the Saints and how the Saints have even last year. You remember last year we we covered that game in New Orleans mm-hmm. and Panthers were on this win streak and it seemed like that Saints game was the make or break game and they lost, right? Right. And that's when the se- the that's season it. went down from there. Absolutely. And they'd won they led most of that game and then the Saints came back and won it at the end. It was crazy because the Panthers had dominated the whole game and we and Sheena looking at each game. other like, what? And what's about to happen here? And then something happened. They put a little bit of juju on it. And it, and then it just it just went downhill. And so did the Panthers season. Absolutely. Um, so, so this, this you is know, gonna be that make a break game. I mean, we got we saw a three win, uh, I'm sorry, a three game winning streak. We saw that stomped out by the Chicago Bears. We're going we get to see how this team responds. And I mean, that's going to be a testament to who the 2020 Panthers are. Yeah, I mean, they also have a tough road ahead. I think Absolutely. they have um they have the Saints, they have Atlanta again, they have uh Kansas City. Kansas City and, they and then they Kansas have City. there's one other game that I Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay again. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's 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 gonna be rough. It's a tone setter for sure. It's gonna be rough. I I just it, I think it's important to remember that this team is still young, and um, you know the three game the three game win streak that they did have. There was a lot of promise shown in that in that during that time frame. But I don't want. I want people to temper their expectations because these guys are still young. They're still setting a tone. Matt rule is still getting his feet wet. Joe Brady is still getting his feet wet. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you know, just (laughs) if Drew Brees puts up 45, don't slander the Panthers too much. I think that if that happens, then the tank for Trevor people will be back in full effect. Yeah, they, 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 they were quiet for a minute. For a minute. They, they were quiet for a little minute. They were like, hold on now. They were quiet. But, but I'm going to tell they, you what. Started talking about wild cards, and I'm like, wait a minute now. It's, ex- it's excellent that the Panthers are winning right now, but you're getting ahead of yourself. Well, it was. <laughs> getting they, uh, ahead of yourself. That's right. So I, I was just I was just looking at the last games. Gosh, I just had it up. Anyways, yeah. Tampa Bay, uh, Kansas City. New Orleans and Atlanta. Like that's tough. Super tough. That's tough. So we'll see. We'll see what the Panthers are. Uh that Thursday night football game. Yeah, after Sunday, they 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 host the Falcons at the Thursday night football game. But I have heard rumblings that the Falcons are trying to deal Julio Jones and or Matt Ryan prior to the trade deadline. So also so, listen, it would I saw this on Twitter. If the Falcons are tanking for Trevor and they fire their coach and they get being me from 
I thought about that. I said, you know what? Girl. Somebody could be, I, I could see it. It'll be a whole different ball game in the NFC South. I tell you what. I tell you what. That that's if you're that a Panthers, if game, you are okay? a Panthers fan, that you don't is not see that. what you want. That is not what you want to see. That's not what you that's want. Absolutely not what you want. You don't want those problems. But if they deal both of those guys, they're in full tank mode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Full tank we mode. We only have what a couple oh, about a week and a half. Two weeks, less than two weeks. Wow. Well, trade deadline is November 3rd. And guys, that's also the election day. A lot of these polls are open. You know, I encourage you guys to vote early. I'm not fooling with the mail-in ballot. I know we don't talk politics on this podcast much, but please go vote. Vote as if your life depends on it because it does. Because it does. It does. I haven't voted yet, but I will probably be going to vote this week. So early voting, if you want to go vote at Bank of America Stadium, it's open. Go Absolutely. vote at the bank if you want to no wait. I'm hearing there's hardly any wait. Um, yeah, the, no waits. I know the first day there were waits and, and people were talking about it was taking a while. But now, I mean, no excuse. Go vote at the bank. I've seen some people even taking pictures inside of the stadium after they voted. I don't I don't know how they're doing that, but that's. Look at Vashon snitching on y'all. Take y'all photos, man. Tag I, us too, so I, we know. I, you I know. Listen, I, if I'll snatch snitch <laughs> on the club in the hookah lounge definitely bar, snitched on listen, the- <laughs> listen, okay, and and no shame about it. There's certain things I won't snitch on, but if you putting if you putting the community at risk, absolutely, I'm gonna tweet out the video, and people do with it as they will, and they did. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in again. You have been listening to Quick Blitz on the Riot Report on the Riot Network. Please subscribe again, riotreport.com backslash quick hyphen blitz or just Google Quick Blitz. I mean, we'll come up anywhere you get your podcast. Every Thursday, we'll drop something new. Um, And Sheena, I know I'm not going to the game, but you're still on the fence about if you're going to be in New Orleans this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if there's a game on Sunday. I will most certainly try to be there. All right. Make sure you are following us both on Twitter. Sheena at Sheena underscore Marie three and me at keep blitzing. Thanks for checking out quick blitz. talking to you (laughs) my apple watch guys y'all still listening